It's WNRI's Upfront. The opinions expressed represent those only of the panel and callers and do not reflect the views of WNRI and its owners. Telephone lines are now open at 7690600. And now, let's join the Upfront panel. The Upfront panel has, um, I guess, uh, convened. Yeah, I like that word. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Thursday edition of the Upfront Radio Program. And um, it is July 6th. I'm Roger Bouchard. And I have Christopher Boulay in the studio with us as he uh, joins us every uh, Thursday. And uh, he's ready to roll with a bunch of topics. Uh, Good morning, Chris. How are you doing over there? Good morning, Roger. Good morning, listeners. And uh, thank you for keeping it so comfortable in here. I feel honored and appreciated. You're welcome. Uh, We've got the air conditioning uh, cranking. And uh, let's see, what do I have it on? Uh, Let me check. Uh, 67. I can bring it down to 64 if you'd like. Would you like that? I would not like that. All right. (laughs) All right. right. It's comfortable. All right. um, Now. I had a couple of interesting days, Chris, in front of your visit on Tuesday. Um, I uh, had a chat with uh, Alan Waters. Uh, he's one of the uh, congressional candidates uh, for the 1st District. And then yesterday, Paul LeBon, who um, jumped into the race. And uh, there are 35 names in the 1st Congressional race. I've been told by political pundits that... Uh, a bunch of them won't get their signatures, and then a bunch will be discouraged because they haven't raised enough money. And don't worry, Roger, you won't have to interview 35 people. But uh, we um, we know that uh, Mr. Waters uh, is going to get his signatures, and uh, Mr. LeBun uh, is getting uh, his. He is, He's convinced he's going to be on the ballot. Steve Casey is having an event here in Woonsocket Thursday night at the uh, Elks. For signatures, and uh, he was also collecting signatures at the uh, Bristol Parade. And uh, then there's Gabe Amo, who was with us uh, last week, and uh, he was at the Bristol Parade and collecting signatures. Uh, so a lot of them uh, who are out there are fully intent on getting uh, the um, the 500 signatures. The question is, will... Um, Will Lieutenant Governor Sabina Matos get the 500 signatures? I don't know. Do you have any speculation on that? Good morning, Chris. Good morning. It seems like everyone wants to have that job. And if you think about it, the, the uh, person is most vulnerable the, the first time they get elected. Mm-hmm. So Cicilline got in there. He had to backpedal tremendously on the uh, five alarm uh, financial fire that was in province. He lied about it. Mm-hmm. He admitted it, but he, you know, he lied. And, uh, but once he was in... Um, he followed the old Freddie St. Germain rule where you have a great staff taking care of things and paying attention, getting votes one at a time. So once that person has that staff, um, they can be in there for as long as they want. And obviously, um, well, in my opinion, Cicilline left for a payday uh, going from about $180,000 a year to $600,000 a year. And as I said before, in these airwaves, that would probably be the least amount of money he ever makes at the Rhode Island Foundation. So once you get in there... Um, it's tough to get out. <clears throat> you got to do some really bad things. Like Ron Makeley was the last Republican. So Waters, I, I haven't really vetted him, but I like what he says. He's probably one of the most qualified people, but he's a Republican, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, but he switched to the Democrat Party for I this did, race. I did not know that. Uh-huh. Wow, okay. Right. Tired of beating his head against the wall. Yeah. He should have just came around with a, with a pig right. or less pork, and hey. like, like Makeley did. I think uh, if everybody, you know, you've heard the word oxymoron. If anybody would like a great definition of it, uh, then this is a definition of an oxymoron. Uh, this has to do, not calling Mr. Uh, Alan Waters a moron, it's just a definition of the term. Uh He's a Democrat. Oh, here's the oxymoron: conservative Democrat. I mean, there is there such a thing as a conservative Democrat? I don't think so. Until Alan Waters came along, that's what he describes himself as. Of course, he was a Republican three months ago, so I guess that's what makes it an oxymoron: conservative and Democrat going uh, with um, the two words next to each other. Hey. In my definition, a conservative uh, Democrat would be Jack Kennedy, and uh, that would make him a, an extreme Republican uh, now. But, you know, Donald Trump, for his entire adult life, was a Democrat, and he switched to Republican 
uh, you know, to run for president. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, he's always had those social leanings mm -hmm. of uh, the Democrat. We talked about it before. He came out in uh, 1987 in favor of gay marriage, way ahead of that, and uh, socially very uh, progressive. But in terms of what was good for the country, financially, uh, very conservative. It's not very difficult to find out that I'm a registered Democrat and have been uh, all my days. Uh, but uh, unlike uh, Mr. Waters, I'm not a candidate. Uh, I'm just a voter. But I am, I guess you could call, um, a moderate or conservative uh, Democrat, depending on, uh, on the issue. So are they out there? Uh, they are out there. Now, it's a talk show, and we want to give you some telephone numbers, and then we're going to read an email. Um, so the telephone number is 769-0600-766-1380. And um, if you'd like to call in, uh, we'd love to hear from you. Or you can send us an email like this this guy did, upfront at WNRI.com. Now, who's the guy? Well, you know, I don't know um, if you know it, uh, Christopher Boulay. Uh, you've been around the radio station a long time. Um, can you remember anybody that we've fired here at the radio station? Can you remember anybody who got, like... Called into the office and, hey, you know what? The offense that you did was so bad, you're fired. You can't work here at WNRI. Can uh, you think of anybody? Uh, Dave Kane. Dave Kane, you got it. All right. <laughs> Fact of crap. Right. right. <laughs> you know, sometimes my brother, Richard, and uh, his brother, Roger, sometimes we don't agree on, on some matters, which is good because uh, we're not supposed to be common copies of each other. But one of the things that we agreed on was that David Kane... Dave Kane, the talk show host who was on the radio here, was really not a WNRI fit. And the reason being is that we're always getting calls from lawyers uh, about things that uh, he was saying that were on the verge of slandering people. And uh, he was um, uh, a loose cannon. Is that, the, is that an expression? It is. Got an email from Dave Kane. And I just want to acknowledge it. And I, I can't think of Dave. Was, there's nobody that he didn't insult. In this email. So here's what it said. And it's addressed to me, Roger. But it was an email sent to upfront at WNRI.com. Uh, Roger, I am really enjoying your station these days. Boy, was I excited to hear that, that Dave Kane actually liked something that we did. Uh, the next sentence, between the ill-educated callers, talking about the people who are waiting online now, I guess, and the confused fill-in hosts, I have been laughing for two weeks. I really mean, no, I misread it. I mean really laughing. It has been very, and I mean very, entertaining. LOL, thanks so much, David Kane. Now, if that doesn't sound like an application for a job, <laughs> what, what he was saying is that he can take the ill-educated callers and make them educated, and he can take our confused fill-in talk show hosts and uh, let's see who are who is there uh, well of course um let's see uh, tommy brian uh, came in thank you tommy uh, he's calling you confused state representative bob phillips was in uh, and uh, i guess uh, he's uh, conf confused and ill-informed state representative john brian filled in for uh, jeff kamash and uh, so that's who dave was referring to so thank you dave uh, for your comments and um are they appreciated? Uh, yeah, it, uh, they are deeply appreciated because what it does is reinforces uh, the decision we made 20 years ago to kick you to hell out of the radio station. And now we're ready <laughs> to proceed on the Upfront program. Uh, do you want to uh, take the calls or do you want to uh, introduce a topic? Um. <laughs> <laughs> I think I caught, I caught you off guard. No, you caught me off guard. I'm just, I'm just laughing. Wonder if I, I should say this. Uh, <laughs> Dave, Dave uh, wrote a book called Forty One, and uh, it's uh, forty one chapters about about the number forty one, and mm -hmm. I, I found it very interesting. And for full disclosure, I'm mentioned in the book. So uh -huh. uh, you are mentioned. In the I'm book. mentioned in the book. Well, right. fifty five other people, right. but right. <laughs> all right. Um, I, I've got a bunch of topics, but you know, if people are going to take the time to uh, wait on on hold, let's think, and we can always. Circle back. Well, well, they're ill-educated callers, right? All right. <laughs> All right, let's check in with one. Are you an ill-educated caller? Good morning. Welcome to the show. I'm sure I am. Yes, I'm sure. In Dave Kane's mind, anyway. Go ahead. I'll be honest with you. I would think getting the 500 signatures is the easiest thing. I can do 100 signatures in a day, and I've done it. Mm-hmm. Why? Okay. Have you run for office, sir? I yes, guess so. I have. 
Yeah. Okay. Well, then, uh, then you know the, the, you know it. Five times. Five times. And if I were to run for office again, I would put a D behind my name, and I would call myself a conservative Democrat. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now I, I take issue with Bob Phillips. I wanted to respond to what he said about feeling when it came to a car inspection. And you know what? Instead of talking about constant choice, I'm going to talk about how I feel. You're a normal guy. You have your car fixed at a normal shop. They either have a state inspection license or they have a shop they work with that has one. They just fixed your car a week ago. You take your car for an inspection. How can they possibly tell you the car they just let you drive out with is now unsafe to drive? Of course it passes. Now you're me. I like to be, I'm a minority person. I like to fix my own cars. As a matter of fact, I think fixing your own car is more American than apple pie. I go to an inspection station. They don't know me. They don't know the work I do. They don't really want to do an inspection on a car because no matter how much you inspect it, you're still relying on the work to be done right. They're not going to make money on the inspection when I ask them to do it. And if they find something wrong, I'm going to want to fix it myself because I don't trust them because I initial parts on my car before, brought it to a garage. They said they replaced the parts and my initials were still on it. You're going to tell me they scratched my initials in the new part? I don't think so. So... I have a distinct, as a minority person who only does minority, as in my own repairs on a car, when I go for an inspection, I'm at a distinct disadvantage. Now, there's two ways to fix this. The federal government gave me a license to build my own radio transmitters. Why couldn't the state of Rhode Island give me a license to inspect my own private car? Or we could actually go with the Constitution, admit that uh, car inspection law is a search warrant without a name on it, which is unconstitutional America, and get rid of the car inspection. That would be honest and fair. But I'm just saying, this is how I feel. I'm at a distinct disadvantage when I go for a car inspection because I'm not in the loop. When you you compare yourself... Uh, Rhode Island, all of the laws that come around when they try to pass progressive laws, they say, oh, look what they're doing in California, and sometimes they're a little bit crazy. But <clears throat> I look at Florida, and, you know, Florida does not have yearly car inspections. So, interestingly enough, they tend to be, of course, you know, they don't have the weather we have. So, I think, you know, you're speaking in a very uh, narrow minority of people who are fixing their own cars, but, but I, I get it. There are a handful of uh, conservative states who don't do that, and it tends the the more dense you get, obviously, and there are a lot of dense places in uh, in Florida. Uh, the more you 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 have uh, overbearing laws. There's no question about it. And please excuse me, but isn't the whole point of the Constitution to protect protect? the minority from the majority and this day I'm not getting that protection yeah and I guess you know I did hear the interview from Bob and I guess his answer would be his thought would be well do we want um, uh, pots falling off your car to, for the detriment of not just yourself but other people so that, that's the other side of the argument I tend to be in the middle with this and I tend to look at some of the states who don't force car inspections and we're just not one of them and we have a lot of uh, a lot of uh laborious uh, rules that, that are really, you know, starting with TDI. We have a lot of uh, taxes out there that are, that are uh, regressive. I want to bring up one point, too, though. Just because you don't have a legal requirement for state inspection, they keep acting like that would stop someone from bringing their car to the garage and saying, inspect this for me, I want to know if it's safe. You could still do that. No, you I- could actually we the people to do what's right you could take your car for a tour tour garage and say you know what i know there's no state inspection but i want you to inspect my car privately so i know it's safe there's nothing saying i'm not making it illegal to have your car inspected if you want it Mm -hmm. no no i i I get it And, and i start with there's so much low-hanging fruit to fix this state. Car inspections are pretty low there. One of them is the estate tax, which forces people to leave. One of them is TDI, which which really is uh, a, a terrible tax on, on the, the less fortunate. So th- there's so many things out there that they won't even – the sales tax, which is one of the highest in the country. We have so many things. So I, I get your point on this. It, it just doesn't rise to my level of attention, but I, I do. we do appreciate the call. Thank you. Thanks have a, a good lot. Day. He's gone. And we're on to our next call on the Upfront program. Thank you for your call. Hello. 
I would like to thank you for the guest you had on yesterday. Not because I'm ever going to vote for him, but he, I think he let us know what he's really like with some of the um, answers he gave. Whole idea behind having them, right? Oh, absolutely. And if he thinks Biden has really set our... our uh, our country a fire or a blaze, it would not be we're going, you know, we're going guns and roses, so to speak, but we're going down the drain. The man's analogies, and I'm glad he's overcome Alzheimer's and everything else by going to foreign countries, but I'll tell you, very few are going to foreign countries to get anything cured. So I thank you. I will make sure I, I'm, I'm getting, I'll be walking for someone, mm-hmm. uh, and I want it to be from Northern Rhode Island if possible. Yeah, so do I. Thank you. Appreciate Thank your you. call. This is the Upfront Program on WNRI, and uh, we can do one more call, then we'll take a break, and uh, then uh, we'll go back to emails and calls and comments from uh, Christopher Bula. He's got a few uh, things uh, that uh, he uh, has on his agenda. He does a lot of research uh Previous to his uh, visit, um, one thing I got to give credit uh, to um, Christopher Boulay and also uh, Dick Bouchard on Monday's uh, research. These guys don't mind doing it; they do the legwork. Hello, welcome to the Upfront Program. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Yeah, you know, I I'm going to say the same thing. That guy you had on yesterday, I'm so glad you had him on because he is such a clown. I could not believe. But anyway, it's. I didn't like the way he answered my question, but that's fine. I, I, who cares about me? But what I will say is that I did a little research on him, and I, was, I found a couple interviews, like podcast interviews, and he was talking about that Congress is too focused on, on civil rights and civil liberties and all that stuff, and that they need to be more focused. And he's going to only focus on bringing jobs to Rhode Island, a tech uh, thing down in Quonset, and then turning the, uh, the, the mall in Providence into a veterans hospital now. Guys, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I don't know. Maybe you'll agree with him. Maybe you'll disagree. But when the hell is the Congress's job to bring jobs to states? It's it not their job to focus on civil rights and civil liberties. Is civil rights and civil liberties like their only job? Like, I mean, now, in, in, please, uh, just I want to, your thoughts on this. Well, on the uh, on the veterans um, uh, uh, building, uh, I think the connection to the federal office, even though he's not in charge of economic development in Rhode Island, is that you're not going to do that unless you bring federal funds into the state. So every week, uh, Jack Reed, um, uh, this is uh, his uh, the way he works. What happens is he takes uh, federal money and then he gives it to a local organization in Rhode Island. And so he takes credit for bringing the federal money into the state, even though the money has been allocated already. Uh, but uh, there's a picture of him, you know, handing a check or so forth. So I think that's what uh, Mr. LeBon was talking about, about bringing federal money to do this kind of thing in Rhode Island, which is one of the things that a congressman should do. They should they should uh, advocate for Rhode Island and bring the money in. Any thoughts, uh, Christopher? Well, you can't argue with that. I, I think they're not mutually exclusive. You know, the Constitution is, is put in a certain way that we're protected by the Supreme Court. The legislature makes laws, the executive enforces them. So those things are all incredibly important to give the fabric for what Roger just explained. So I don't think they're mutually exclusive. You've got to put emphasis on, on all of them. As a matter of fact, we're going to talk about that after the break. Uh, the Biden administration had a very bad week. And unfortunately, you have to juxtapose that with America had a great week. In, in terms of so those things are important too I don't think they're mutually exclusive at the end of the day um, the, the Congress is what their votes are so people don't vote that way they're looking at their personalities they're looking at this or that but really the congressman for the most part is is the vote very few of them come up with laws there's just a handful of them um, as a matter of fact um, Bernie Sanders actually got three laws passed uh, in his term in terms in the uh, Senate, two of them with the name of post office after somebody. So it's really your vote. So that's where you want to look at it. But I don't think they're mutually exclusive. I think you want to kind of okay. focus on both of them. Yeah, no, no, definitely good points. You guys are, are correct. Congress does, does control the money. Yeah, absolutely. But again, my vision of a congressperson, you know, Reading the the Constitution and the Bill of Rights, I I, I I don't think you know opening tech plants in Quonset is really what founding fathers uh, would have envisioned a main goal of a Congress person. Again, we can differ on that. I think it's more about 
civil rights, civil liberties. But again, I, 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 I totally get and it. And I'm at a little bit of a disadvantage because I didn't listen to the um, to the interview. Where were oh, you? I wish it was. Where, where was I? <laughs> this was yesterday, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As the date it ends with a Y. <laughs> yeah. Well, right. One, one yeah, more thing I will say. Uh, the, and one more thing, though, I will say I have always signed for everybody. So if he comes to my house and wants a signature, I will give him the signature yeah. to get on the ballot. I will I, give it. To I signed for him yesterday I'll, too. Yeah, I, yeah, even the most kooky people, unless they are, you know, if somebody was like literally like a neo-Nazi, no, I wouldn't sign their papers. You know, as, I, that, as I said yesterday on the show, uh, and I think I think you're going to probably agree, I give those 35 people credit for going out there and picking up the papers and trying to get the if they don't reach a 500, I still give them credit. If they reach a 500, more credit to them. These are people who are running for office. There are over a million people in Rhode Island. Only 35 have uh, decided to do this. I give them credit. What do you think? Uh, absolutely. Well, so, and one, well, yeah, well, yeah, absolutely. I give each one of them credit. And here's the deal. You're going to go out. You're going to spend weeks of your life getting these signatures. You're going to do it. And what's going to happen is the press is going to dig into your background. They're, they're going to bring up every time you've maybe gotten arrested for a misdemeanor, every time you've gotten every time... You had an ex-girlfriend that was scorned. So you're really exposing your life, you know. So I give them extra credit because, again, you're going to – every any skeleton you have is going to get dragged down into the public sphere. So I respect them, Roger. I agree with you on that. Thank you for your hey, call. Thanks for taking the call. All right. I'm taking the call. Thanks. This the call. is the Upfront Program. We've got other callers. We've got other comments. Uh, we'll get back to Chris uh, and uh, introductory of a topic. But first, Scott McGee of REMAX Properties brings his years of real estate experience to you, whether buying or selling. Check out this property currently on the market from the McGee team. All right. The McGee team uh, and Scott has uh, this night. What a nice piece of property. If you like uh, living out in the country at 45 Shady Lane in Boroughville at $450,000, Welcome to this beautifully maintained home with water view and walking distance to a private Boroughville beach. Two bedrooms on the main level with a large open living area and cathedral ceiling. Lower level has a third bedroom, large lot with fenced in yard and plenty of parking too. Don't miss this opportunity. Give Scott McGee a call at 639-2906 and he'll be more than happy to tell you more about this property on Shady Lane in Boroughville, Rhode Island. Open today at noontime. So what's in your appetite? At Grumpy's in South Bellingham, their menu is so expansive we can satisfy any taste. You may want to try a Grumpy Signature Burger. There are 12 to choose from. And if you like seafood, try our broiled seafood sampler of haddock, scallop, shrimp, lobster, and a stuffed quahog to go along. And you might want to check out a taste of Italy too from eggplant, parmesan, spaghetti and meatballs and many other Italian choices. And you may want to try a grumpy sirloin steak filet mignon or a bourbon street steak tip dinner. All char-broiled to your taste perfection. And we have a nightly menu special and also weekend specials. Kitchen open Friday and Saturday till midnight. Restaurant open seven days a week. It's time to make it a grumpy's experience today. Hey, you're looking for some uh, nice uh, traveling uh, trips. Uh, there's one going to Ireland. And on the other hand, you want to stay closer to home. There are some uh, day trips. And uh, I think you need to know about the Gourmet Traveler. She's out of West Warwick. She's originally from Woonsocket. And uh, here's her message. Time to tell you about the Gourmet Traveler. Tours with taste. We offer international trips like our 11-day September trip to Ireland. Includes airfare. 11 days and four and five stars. Our hotels included, fully escorted, and we'll leave Lincoln Mall and get you to Boston to and from in a minivan. Price $39.80 per person. And we have some great bus tours this summer, like the one to Kennebuck Port, Maine, on July the 8th. Buy one seat, get one free, $164 with pickup and drop-off at Lincoln Mall. Call Valerie and she'll give you the details on both trips. 401-823-9620. Valerie has been arranging trips since 1982, so she's got the experience to make your journey carefree. 401-823-96204, The Gourmet Traveler. 
Yield English fish and chips. For authentic fish and chips, clam cakes and chowder, fried clams, whole belly or strips, it's Yield English. Now, if you take out, they wrap their orders in paper just like they do in England. It's a nice, authentic touch. Yield English fish and chips is obviously doing something right over 100 years in business since 1922 at 25 South Main Street Market Square. 762-3637 for takeout orders. Cozy, casual, historic. Yield English Fish and Chips. When I have fish and chips from Yield English Fish and Chips, I eat the chips first. I, <laughs> I love fish, but I love their chips. You're listening to WNRI's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. Now, let's get back to the panel. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to uh, the Upfront program here on WNRI. Roger and Christopher Boulay. Chris Boulay on Thursdays, and he's in studio and uh, we have a caller waiting, and we have a talk co-host waiting. What are you going to talk about today? As I alluded to in the last call, it's, it's uh, very disconcerting when, you know, the Supreme Court of the United States has an interesting week. The Biden administration has a terrible week, and it's a great week for the American people. You like to think that the Biden administration would be on the same side as the American people, and there are significant issues here. Uh, some are more clear than others, but there are three rulings that went down against the Biden administration. One of them was the uh, legality of the Biden administration forgiving student loans, half a trillion dollars. And uh, uh, the Supreme Court in a 6-3 decision said that, that that is illegal. That that has to be passed by Congress. And the reason why the Biden administration did this is they couldn't get it through Congress. So, therefore, they just wanted to forgive half a billion dollars, or half a trillion dollars worth of loans. And if you think about that, you went to trade school or, you know, you, you never went to college and you own a business. You're going to be paying for other people's education. Or if you're a parent like myself who paid for the kid's college education and now you can pay for somebody else's. On and on and on. It doesn't make sense. And you listen to the selfishness of the young people who are saying, I have student loans and even though I signed for them and I'm going to benefit from them financially for the rest of my life, I want everyone else to pay for them. And for the sake of America, you can only hope that those people change their minds and grow up at some point. You and I are older, but we were young and, and foolish at one point. And all we did is care about ourselves and not a, a about America as much, I think, it's, as younger people tend to be more selfish. But if you have a family, what's going to happen when your kids try to go to school? You know, are, are they going to forgive those loans? The, the, the issues that it's going to create an affirmative action to deny certain people because of race to go to college and to the benefit of other people, I, I think is really, really wrong. And um, it's funny, uh, uh, Clarence Thomas and Kajina Brown were going at it personally almost regarding this. And Kajina Brown is a product of affirmative action. And for her to try to argue that was crazy. She was put on the court because she was a black woman. Um, Amy and I were talking about this the other night. Thurgood Marshall, um, when he uh, became the first African-American Supreme Court, um, the president, uh, Lyndon Johnson, didn't say, um, you know, I'm going to... Uh, appoint a black American. He found a black American who was highly qualified to be on the Supreme Court. He didn't do it the opposite way. And as a matter of fact, I think it was 67 to 11 he was voted and 10 of them were Democrats who voted against him. So that was another issue that, that kind of you look at it. And then finally, during this whole COVID thing, the Biden administration was in cahoots with, with, with uh, Meta and with Google and, and, and Facebook and, and telling them what to say. And so it's been decided that by the Supreme Court that they can't meet with these folks and decide what the American people are going to hear. It's a violation of our First Amendment. So it's terrific that these decisions came down. But it's also disconcerting that we talked about conservative liberals, that conservative judges actually interpret the Constitution. Every judge should be doing that. The three liberals are, are trying to legislate from the bench. And, and uh, elections matter, and the fact that we it's that there's a conservative six to three, it should be these things should have been nine to nothing, in my opinion. But uh, as pointed out to me, um, if they're nine to nothing, they're probably never going to reach the Supreme Court. All right, three heavy duty issues that uh, that came out uh, in the past uh, seven days. Glad at least we uh, have the topics introduced here on the upfront program. 
Let's grab some more calls and uh, see what our listeners are thinking on uh, whatever topics they want to talk about. Hello, what do you want to talk about? Um, good morning. I'd like to make a comment about yesterday's program, if sure. you don't mind. I love it. Um, first of all, I, I'd like to say that um, I would would have preferred if um, Paul LeBron had spoken and clarified what he meant about President Biden doing such a good job, because I don't see it that way. And I think that the majority of the listening audience to WNRI probably doesn't see it that way. And what I'm concerned about is, okay, Paul sees it that way, and good for him, but is he really listening to the constituency that he wants to represent in Congress? Because I, I get the impression that he has his agenda, and that's all well and good. But, you know... Is that what his constituents want? Because I don't think he's really plugged in to what the rest of us are talking about. That's an interesting topic. Uh, when you run for office, um, I I, uh, I think what Mr. LeBun saying is, this is my agenda, this is the way I feel, and if you agree with me, vote with me, as opposed to... Uh, here I am, I'm a candidate, tell me what your agenda is, and I'm going to, after all, they're called representatives. <laughs> they're not exactly. called dictators. They're supposed to represent the uh, the viewpoints of their constituency. I hear very few candidates uh, looking for that information. Back but, to well, you. But in, in, I was going to say, in, in Paul's defense, though, if Cicilline was to run again, he'd get two-thirds of the vote no matter who was running. So he is telling them what they want to hear. You know, so, right. so the, the, you know, the three of us, as we talk here, mo most of the first congressional district doesn't think like us. And I think <laughs> they probably think more like Paul. And, like I, and I'm hearing bits and pieces. I didn't hear the interview. But, you know, again, if Cicilline threw his hat in the ring again, he'd, he'd get two-thirds of the vote. And I think he represents, he voted with the Biden administration like 99% of the time. He's like number three or number two in terms of being loyal to the Democratic Party. Right, and I understand that. But I'm just, I'm just pointing out that for me, I don't feel or, or think that he is going to represent me or a large constituency or even this area of the state. Even if he says he's going to, I don't think he will. And that's the impression I got from yesterday's program. Now, if he can clarify that, that's good for him, but um, I, I have an issue with that. And, you know, as as far as the the loan program thing, it, sh it, it, it should never have been even brought up, because that's a contract, it's an obligation, and, you know, I took out loans to go to school, and I paid every single one of them back. And I'm not saying I'm any better than anyone else, but I, I will say that um, I, I didn't go begging, and I, and I don't expect anyone else to pay my bills. And, we, and, where, and, and Chuck, where, where does it end? First, we have a soft generation that says, okay, I, I benefited from these student loans. Uh, statistically, I'm going to make a lot more money than people who, who didn't go to college, but I want them forgiven. I have a car, but, you know, I really don't like it. I don't think I should have to pay the bank back for the loan. I, I have a house, and I, I, I want to pay the mortgage. Well, it, exactly. it, it, where does it I, end? I think the government should pay off everything <laughs> for all of us, and therefore we'd all be debt-free, and we'd all be happy, and the country would just go right down the tubes. So that would be just wonderful because, you know, but we'd all be happy, and that's what's mainly important. <laughs> but I just want to say one more thing before I go, and that is don't forget, it's all about the powdered sugar on the donuts that were brought into the White House. You all have a good day. Thank you. All right, so you know what I would like? Um, I have a mortgage on my house. Uh, it's still uh, still out there. Um I don't want them to uh, forgive the loan. I just want them to have, with the rest of them, I just suspend payments on it for, um, well, let's see, I'm looking at my age, for 10 years, and I'll be happy, right? I mean, I still, I still owe the loan. I'm still obligated because the loan is an obligation. I've, I've had loans before, and I've paid them off. And I like um, uh, Joe Biden say, Roger, you don't have to pay your mortgage. We're just suspending payment for a couple of years. I I'd be happy. And then, again, um, 
you think about uh, inflation, how, how insidious it is. If people aren't paying their student loans back, they're going to, you know, good, bad, or different, have additional money. They're going to drive up inflation even more. You're going to just drive things from, uh, from one area to another. Thank you, Chuck, for your phone call on WNR. Let's go to our next listener and see what you have to say. Hello. Hello. So you really only need to ask one question for, these, for the Democrats in the special election. And I'm sure you know what it is. Will you vote for Joe Biden? That's it. Because if you're going to vote for Joe Biden, you hate this country. <laughs> it's, that, it's that simple. It's, right? it's, it's cut and dry. It's, uh, it, it's interesting because I, I think about it and I'm constantly trying to keep an open mind. I'm an older conservative, white male, and I, and I try to keep an open mind. But Biden, everything he's doing, it shows me I get enthusiastic and I get encouraged because this country is, is so resilient. We have a president who literally hates the country and hates the people right. trying to destroy it, and we're still thriving. Right. Doesn't, that, doesn't that make right. you feel great? Yeah. <laughs> well, and I'll, here's another thing joe biden was supposed to bring back class to the white house right so we didn't agree with you he didn't bring uh, any class <laughs> no what you're, i'm going to give you an example so a couple of weeks ago what was walking around the front lawn naked transgenders right is that class and now we get cocaine in the white house y yeah he that, is that, really yeah. he is really <laughs> bringing class back to the white house you can say no matter what you say the border Right? Trump had an inhumane border, border policy. Now, it's, now Biden had more people died under the Biden in the history of the country. Right? And every single thing they said Trump was going to do, he's doing. Yeah, and, and, and isn't this a terrible country where people are actually putting their life swimming across rivers to get in here? It's, it's awful, right? Try to tell the, the average person or some of the people who just hate this country. And you look at that, people are just dying to get in here. Right. Thank you, Rick. Okay. Yeah. No, it's a great. It's a great point. Right. And, and, and again, I, I've we we've been doing this for a long time. We, uh, under many presidents, I, I said I wanted to keep an open mind. Initially, I remember when when uh, when Trump lost and Biden got in, and you know clearly you, you, this is not original thinking here. Clearly, Obama wrote many books, said he wanted to change the country at a more dramatic level than he did, but he had a Republican Congress, and now he's got a useful idiot in Biden. So these policies are, being, are coming from Obama and, and Susan Rice and everyone else who wants to change America in a certain way where people don't, um, you know, aren't successful on their own merits. You know, uh, Amy and I got to play with a gentleman named Brian Marr. He's the Ivy League Golfer of the Year. We played with him up at TPC Boston a few weeks back. Um, you know, almost 1,600 SATs, whatever they are. Uh, he has to leave Harvard because he's graduating in three years. Is he a good golfer? He's, oh, yeah, he's, yeah. he's going to be pro, so remember that name. Um, but, you know, he's Asian. So are we going to take those, those opportunities away from people based on race? It all should be merit. The, the kid should be there based on his academics, based on his athletics, based on everything about him. And are we going to knock those people down because we have to have quotas? This is the Upfront Program on WNRI. Break time. And uh, Larry Poitras uh, had a nice uh, little luncheon with him last week. I said to Larry, hey, Larry, is Chan still one of your favorites? Let's talk about Chan's at 267 Main Street right here in Woonsocket. Talk about an institution. They've been around forever. Yes, and they're always open. That's correct. And what a menu. My goodness. The problem will be making a selection. I would suggest you might want to try one of the special combination dinners. There are 32 of them to choose from. That's just an example of the extensive menu at Chan's, whether it be the egg rolls, the chicken wings, the Chinese. Chinese pork strips, the beef teriyaki, the egg rolls, the boneless ribs, the sesame chicken, the Peking chicken wings, sticky, gooey, and delicious. All that and more at Chan's, 267 Main Street, downtown Woonsocket. And a reminder, takeout is a big part of our business. That is Chan's on Main Street, 765-1900. And Larry sends his best to uh, all his uh, listeners. And... So we were at Chan's, uh, well, here was the dilemma. It was uh, 4th of July, and uh, well, I was looking at my electric grill on my uh, back porch and saying, well, um, should we uh, cook on the electric 
grill or go to chance. And so um, it took about a, what do they call it, a nanosecond? I think that's what it is. So it took about a nanosecond uh, to decide we're at chance for the 4th of July. So we're a lot of other people, and I uh, had my uh, Szechuan chicken, extra spicy, so delicious, and um, and I don't know uh, what my wife was eating because I was busy with my dish. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. I just uh, that I, is that is supreme concentration. Yeah. <laughs> right. Oh. All right, and uh, so anyway, but the, the Szechuan chicken, uh, and it's on the menu, spicy, but you can order it extra spicy. And uh, the um, the uh, Chinatown uh, cooks will uh, make it extra spicy for you. So good. Chan's open at 3 today. Looking for a Woonsocket-based business to take care of a special project for you? May we suggest Clear River Construction, registered in Rhode Island, headquartered in Woonsocket. Billy Fox, the owner, will do remodeling, roofing, siding, windows, deck additions to your property, even new construction. With over 40 years in the business, you can depend on Clear River Construction to get the job done right and the cost you expected. Call Billy right now at 401-579-3525. Clear River Construction, it's good business to deal with local business 401-579-3525 when you have a slogan like roofing with integrity you might want to give a call to franklin roofing for a free estimate because quality and honesty is what this company is all about have you had wind damage recently missing shingles or other damage from wind and storm call shane now before you call your insurance company at 401 401- 793-1360. Call Rhode Island Roofing Experts for roof replacement and new roof installation at Franklin Roofing, 401-793-1360. More information about us on our website, franklinroofing.com. We're a Woonsocket-based company. You're listening to WNRI's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. Now, let's get back to the panel. All right. We hope you're enjoying the Upfront program and the diversity of uh, topics that we are sharing with our audience today. Christopher Boulay joins us on Thursdays. Um, and uh, you are a senior vice president with UBS, just for the record, right? Yes. But here as a private citizen talking about the issues of the day, like the following topic. Well, again, I think. That's a little bit of a twist because I was going to talk about the market a little bit. But as of uh, halfway through the year, I thought it would be noteworthy to discuss what the indices are. So obviously the return of the market is very important to many, many people. The uh, Dow Jones Industrial Average through the year is only up around 3.5%. Do you know what the uh, worst performing member of the Dow Jones 30 is? Uh, Either Bud or Disney. (laughs) It is... uh, Walgreens. Walgreens. Walgreens is having a terrible time of it. So they're down 22%. Amgen's down 14%. So what that has really done is skewed that where the general market is up quite a bit, but the Dow Jones is only up about 3.5%. The S&P 500, which is the top 500 market uh, capitalization stocks in America, is up almost 16%. And the NASDAQ, which is technology-driven, is up almost 40%. If you visit that one socket Walgreens store, you could uh, possibly understand why they, why you just uh, announced that they weren't doing so well. <laughs> Have you ever been in that store? I, I, it's been a long, long right, time. Well, but yeah. from, from a... From a a macro review, not as a stock, but as a company. Uh-huh. Right now, they just seem to be one major step behind CVS. As mm-hmm. CVS moves from just being a pharmacy retail, yep. to, yeah, they seem to be one full step behind. All right. We've got some callers waiting. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. Let's uh, go to one and two. Um, hello. What do you want to talk about? Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. Good morning. Chris, how are you? Um, on a scale of 1 to 10 and 11. Mm. He's good. All right. Good, good. Very good. You sound great this morning. Thank you. Uh, if I was a politician, I, I heard uh, Alan Waters uh, talking on uh, with Roger the other day. Mm-hmm. <coughs> There's two things that I would definitely concentrate on to get votes. <clears throat> the first is tax cuts for middle class to compensate for the loss of money value through hyperinflation for the last two and a half years. I would concentrate on that because people vote their pocketbook. Uh, the second thing is a summit meeting on the entire voting system throughout the country. Uh, pictures, receipts, the ability to exit poll, 
limited polling stations so that that could exist. Exit polling is very important. Uh, some kind of uh, receipt in which, uh, like an onion skin, if you would. Um, stocks, pensions, bank certificates, wages, savings, and a renewed uh, summit on voting. Because 90 million people right now are disenfranchised with the voting system, many of which will not be voting in the next election. Uh, and Can you get to a question? Because we've got a caller waiting and yeah. we, uh, we have to move let, on. Yeah, let, me, let me play devil's advocate on, on the first issue. Um, over 50% of Americans don't pay any federal taxes. So, and, you know, we've got the child tax credit and, and things like that. So I, I think that's pretty much addressed in, in the sense that inflation affects everyone. Obviously, it affects people with moderate to lower incomes more because if you've got millions of dollars, it, it affects you less. But we've already got a, a system where 50% of Americans don't pay any federal taxes. So I, I, I think that ship is safe. As far as the election system, I think that's just been brought up by the um, uh, the, uh, the uh, SCOTUS because they're looking at what powers the state's uh, representatives have over that, is it making sure that it, that's correct. So the one of the things is there's a populist viewpoint. And is what's really best for the country. And somehow we've lost our way because we're $33 trillion in debt with GDP of $25 trillion. So I've always said if we had $25 trillion economy and $8 trillion in debt, we could do more. So um, th those are some of my thoughts. Yes, you'll get in, but are you going to be effective? And again, this is Democrats and Republicans. Uh, Bush spent uh, trillions of dollars on the Iraq war. Um, so it, it goes both ways, but I, I, I think we, we've got some issues here. We've got demographics working against us. And I think some of these people who are running uh, for the right reasons are going to fall on their sword and they're going to lose because it's going to tell people what they need to hear, not what they want to hear. One, one quick thing, Chris, I get to comment on. The one world system right now, is it being destroyed by this Ukraine-Russia war? And by this new currency that's uh, going on with uh, China, Russia, India, Brazil, Iran, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, is that going to be effect, uh, an effect, uh, affect us as a country? Well, the, the whole thing is, is upset as America should be with in the world what's going on with Russia. We went to a bridge too far where we grabbed the U.S. reserve dollars. And that is really created, we've talked about this numerous times, that's really created a situation where it's hurt the United States' standing and the U.S. dollar is being the currency. So the fact that, yes, Russia went too far, but if we're able to grab people's U.S. dollar reserves because they have a disagreement with America, that certainly puts pressure on us being the reserve currency. So that in itself was a bad misstep, in my opinion, by the Biden administration, which makes your concern and fear about a one-world country uh, greater in the sense that it pushes the United States away from leadership in the world, in, in my opinion. So we could go on and on about that, but that one thing of grabbing you know, something we've never done before, in, in my knowledge, we've, we've uh, pushed other countries further away from us being the de facto world currency. Thank you. Thank, Thank you so much, Chris. Bye-bye. Yeah. Our caller dropped off, uh, but we do have an email. Uh, good morning, Roger and Chris from Sandra. The latest buzz on China Joe and the White House is a discovery of the cocaine. Maybe while Biden and company occupy it, perhaps they should change the name to White Powder House. Think uh, that they'll try to blame uh, President Trump for that too your thoughts please yeah um uh, yeah of course it had to be a trump supporter who sneaked in in a guided tour and, and dropped it on the floor that's uh, of course that's going to be the story eventually your comments sir there's probably no more secure place in the world than the white house um um, I, I got to go years ago, and it, it was very, very interesting. They know where you are. They know who you are. They know why you're there. And um, they know what's going on. And, and, and as we peel away our, our, our society focal points, you know, the, the FBI, 
the CIA, the NSA, and we find out they're not looking at our best interests, the probably the last bastion is the Secret Service who's there to protect the president. So if there's going to be any truth coming out, you know, the, the White House is going to have to spin this, and I think they're going to get caught in a lie. So I, th- I think the truth will come out, and um, it's probably not going to be good for the Biden administration. And, you know, when you visited the White House and I visited the White House, so it used to be open to tours. Yeah. The general public cannot tour the White House. So who was, it said, public tours over the weekend? Yes, they were. They're special organized tours for Biden supporters, what they what happens is that um, you go to uh, Sheldon Whitehouse or you go to uh, Jack Reed and say, uh, I can't get in the White House. I'd like to see it because it's close to the public. Oh, well, not really. On the weekends, we have special uh, special tours uh, for invited guests and uh, they can tour. So that's still the general public. But you got to go through Sheldon or uh, or through uh, the other Democrat, uh, too, in the second congressional district. You remember him huh? <laughs> for your buddy. <laughs> right. Uh, but anyway, uh, that's how. Uh, so that's who they were. So they're not they weren't Trump people and they weren't Republicans. They were special people who went out of their way uh, as they are uh, going to Washington to uh, have these uh, special guided tours. However, I think they're going to catch the person who, who did it. Chris, thanks uh, for being with us. Got another topic just to, just to wet my whistle? Um, just yeah. that the, the Dow Jones and the futures are down a little bit this morning. It looks like the economy is still doing well, and, they, and the Fed has said they still expect to increase rates in the future, which short-term is not good for the uh, stock market. All right. Thank you for being here. We'll see you uh, next week on the Upfront Program. Right now, we'll uh, see you at um, Walt's Clothing. American-made products. That's what we feature at Walt's Clothing. 837 Cumberland Hill Road, Woonsocket. Open Tuesday through Saturday. American-made, we're serious. Boots from Carolina, Thorogood, Red Wing, and Rocky. All made in the USA. Also, American-made sweatshirts. American-made socks. Full-grain leather belts. Bootlaces and leather guards and boot guards. And we carry treads, rubber overboots. American-made. So come on in to the place where the workperson and finds everything they need. Walt's Clothing, 837 Cumberland Hill Road. Find us on Facebook, or if you have a question, 765-7582. This has been WNRI's Upfront, presented weekday mornings at 8 a.m. Upfront is a regular public affairs presentation of News Talk 1380, WNRI Woonsocket.